They had Fat Fuck Frank drink a whole bunch of Sierra Nevada pale ale. And then what he pissed out was the extra pale ale. Fat Fuck Frank. It's in the movie uh, Dirty Shame. Oh, yeah. Fat Fuck Frank. Oh, that's funny. That is a dirty shame. That's a good movie. You gotta see that movie. So, welcome to the seventh weekly old haiku roadcast. Weekly ish. This is the special Valentine's Day roadcast. This roadcast is dedicated to all the lovers out there. Go to hell. He's so full of the Valentine's Day spirit. Yeah, that's. I am. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was in a bad mood. You are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. For those of you that can't see his wretched demeanor and sunken jowls and pasty complexion, pasty er <laughs> Eric is ill this week. Yes, so. we actually had to skip Monday night. Cause, not, uh, not illin', but just, ill. Just ill. He, he's feeling like crap. He was starting to feel like crap on Sunday, and it, it, I guess it only got worse. Yeah, I didn't even go to work on Monday, so... He was supposed to go to the everyone, doctor. Everyone missed out on my presence. He was supposed to go to the doctor, <laughs> but you know he didn't. And now he's a registered drug user. Yeah, with uh, fries at the corner of 83rd Avenue and Lower Buckeye. These uh, new laws we have here in, uh, in Phoenix for... Uh, Curbing those big time meth labs, you know, that always go down to the corner Walgreens and buy up seven cases of pseudoephedrine so that the person who's sick has to go in and register like a sex offender to buy uh, one package. What I really thought was funny was that I actually went in to buy decongestant for my son the other day, and they didn't have any liquid children's decongestant anymore. Not Ugh. even behind the counter. That's weird. Mm-hmm. A little bit too hardcore. So I stuck some cotton balls up his nose. Told him oh. to stop dripping. Every time he sneezed, I yelled, Stop it! <laughs> Did that work for you? Yeah, actually. He's fine now. Yeah. It would have been funny to watch anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's amazing. And if we would have got it on tape, it would be evidence against you. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> Get Blair, in can... there, damn it! Get in! Ugh! <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Maybe I can use the screwdriver to get those cotton balls up there. But that just sounded like a bad porn, didn't it? Yeah, it's a, well, I don't what do you know. mean bad porn? It's just bad like Michael Jackson bad, maybe. Like bad. It just sounded bad. Well, that has a totally new meaning talking now, doesn't Michael, it? Talking, talking bad about like, bad like Michael Jackson. Talking about Michael Jackson and porn shortly after talking <laughs> about your child makes me feel kind of icky. Yeah, well, that, that's half my goal. Neato. Okay, so let's see. We got past uh, Eric being sick. What should we talk about next? <laughs> I don't know. We could talk about our coming show at the Paisley Violin. Hey! <laughs> we're not following an agenda or anything. Of course not. No, we, yes, we're playing, we're playing Paisley Violin again on February 17th. February 17th. I don't remember what night of the week that is. It's a Friday. 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 It's a week from Friday. Is it the 17th? It's a week from Friday. Yes, it's oh. very much indeed the 17th. Yeah, so we're oh yeah, it. it is, isn't it? Hmm. And uh, still unconfirmed on the uh, uh, March seventeenth. Yeah, presumably, is, we'll be there four weeks later on March seventeenth, but uh, the details are as yet not finalized. The devil's in those details. He is. If you find him, let us know. So yeah, send him by uh, Richard's place. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll uh, burn it to the ground and yeah. can collect the insurance money. Yeah, like you can ever collect from insurance money. I've so, I was on a car accident last April. <coughs> And I'm still waiting for 
the final settlement and everything. But the other day, I just actually, uh, yesterday, I had my final chiropractic appointment, and my chiropractor says that I am officially healed. And you are. Well, they practice some kind of voodoo anyway, so I'm, I guess they could arbitrarily no, trust me, announce from, that. It's, I, I kind of felt the same way until I first learned the power of massage. And how yeah, massage is not the, chiropractic. The long-term effects that massage can do, and then when my back got screwed up to the point where I could barely move after my car accident, I decided to go to see what happened. And yes, it works. I, I think massage is fantastic. I remain I, I remain studiously agnostic about chiropractic. I, I won't say that it's I, I won't say that it's uh, idiocy, but neither will I say that it's necessarily confirmed. For, for actual, it works. I think it works for some people. For actual things that have to do with the alignment of your spine, etc., being out of whack, it works. Sure. I mean, that's but as pretty a, basic as, as a cure to for everything from right. uh, lumbago to bad grades. I, I think that it's right. a little overrated in that sense. But if if you have debilitating back pain, it tends to work pretty well. Yeah, it's like found out found out where Coretta Scott King actually died. She was at an alternative medicine clinic in Tijuana run by an uh, unlicensed American chiropractor. Well, she was in hospice anyway. I mean, yes. it was a death watch. And, and, uh, as, if she and was as, happy as, in Mexico, then hey. As they were quick to point out, she had not actually yet been treated by the clinic, but the Mexican government shut down the clinic anyway. Yeah, nothing other than like liquids and nutrients and standard keep people alive stuff. Yeah. So the whole Curtis Scott thing, I think it's funny... Uh, Pundits, etc., are complaining about uh, people using Coretta Scott King's funeral to speak about social issues. Uh, whose funeral did you think this was? Curly's? I mean, come on. <laughs> Coretta Scott King. What, well, what he a, died a long time ago, yeah. so I don't think that it They could have been counts. confused. I don't know. I mean, this isn't... Nyuk, nyuk, nyuk. What was that? Uh, oh, crap. That, that senator, that racist senator guy. Strom Thurmond. Yeah, this isn't Strom Thurmond's funeral. This is Coretta Scott King. The pecker. Like, knows no bigotry. <laughs> it's a very different thing. I, I, I would have been let down if people hadn't have spoken of her work and social issues at, at her wake. I mean... Indeed. Uh, Bush, Bush originally wasn't, wasn't going to go, and I think somebody kind of probably indicated to him that this would be a good funeral for him to actually go to but he was he looked fidgety and out of place the whole time he he gave a good speech i mean not that giving a good speech has anything to do with one's actual political goals agenda or acuity but he gave a good speech al gore gives a good speech that's true that's true and he's pretty and he's a pretty good guy did you hear clinton's speech at uh, curtis scott king's funeral (laughs) it was definitely worth uh uh, reading i'm sure you can find a transcript of it somewhere but uh Clinton went up after everybody was talking, and particularly after George Bush made a, a speech about all these broad sweeping things and mentioning uh, her husband way too often. And Bill Clinton went up there and basically said, Now, it seems, I just want to make sure nobody forgets, we're here talking about a woman. We're here talking about a wonderful, amazing, talented woman who's passed away and yada, 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 and, and made it and like refocused it on her. And it was just like, That's as it, as why it that man been. was president, you know? You actually notice that in seeing him. Or maybe speak. he's just because he likes women so much. <laughs> there you go. There you well, go. Bring him back. Bring him back. We're talking about a woman. All right. You know, got got a big bosom. Got big on the backside. Just how I like it. A beautiful, 
talented woman. Uh, you know, I would continue on this, but it's it's Mrs. King. Come on, guys. <laughs> I, I never had I never had sexual relations with that woman, <laughs> Mrs. King. Exactly. Just, Nor the scarecrow. I came here to tell you, people, uh-huh. good people today, that I never had sexual relations with that woman. Uh, that would have yeah. been hilarious, but really inappropriate. <laughs> a little bit out of place. A little bit out of place. Yeah, so anyway, there's uh, there's a February 17th show. Trying to drag us back into the present. Sure, sure. February 17th show. Possibly the St. Patrick's Day show. Uh, but between the first show and the second, we are actually playing a March downtown mini-festival sort of thing. At Soul Invictus. March 11th. On March 11th, yes. March 11th. There are, uh, apparently, it's a 40 bands at 8 venues deal. You uh, buy a wrist- wristband for $12, and that gets you into all of the venues all night. I believe we're on at 9 o'clock that evening. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, we'll have more uh, detailed information on the website, www.haikuroad.com. It's going to be a really cool event, actually. It's called Bands on Grand, and it's uh, all up and down the... Uh, Art corridor in Phoenix that exploded over the last year. If you haven't been there yet, go. And now that we've been at to Soul Invictus, we can give you a little bit more detail about how to actually get there. Yeah, the building is actually right across a very small vacant lot from the Paisley Violin, but Soul Invictus itself is actually back behind. So you kind of walk into the parking lot and then enter it from behind. There's a gallery Boy, with a, a, a performance space out back, and we're in the performance yeah, it's a, space. It's a converted garage. It's actually very nice. It, it would be uh, funny if they had a big sign small. that said "Entrance in Rear." Yes, come in rear. Yeah, especially since uh, it, it has to be said, and I mean this in a good way for obvious reasons. But it is possibly the gayest uh, gallery and performance space I have yet visited in Phoenix. If you will, it's manned by queers. Yes. All of them very, it's, very nice. It's yeah. simply manned. It was a good show. It was a little weird uh, for me since, since we, we've been playing with such a spare PA setup. Anyway, it'll be a good show, so come see it. It'll us. be a good show. It was a good show this past weekend, but... Uh, yeah, it was a lot vocal, of fun. My vocals suffered a little, I think. And I think uh, the performance of The Promise was uh, particularly... Uh, Toothsome. It was good, and, and there was a lot of people uh, at very, the time it was in well the room, received, yeah. and, and they, I think they really enjoyed it. If you happen to be on the web and jonesing for an extra fix of Haiku Road, you can now visit our space at MySpace at www.myspace.com slash Haiku Road. You could have guessed it. H-A-I-K-U-R-D. And, no, uh, no periods or other punctuation. You can be our friend. Haikurd. And we like friends and we like networking, so let us know you're out there. Friends are good. Yeah. Do we mention Feast of Fools? We haven't mentioned Feast of Fools yet. We have not talked about Feast of March Fools. March 25th, we're doing the Feast of Fools. It's a, uh, it's a post St. Patrick's Day drinking celebration. Blue blue. Yes, requires at, uh, at the a costume. It is a, it, it's going to be a fun time. Um, there's going to be um, a feast, as it were. And um, of course, us. I don't think there is actually a feast. I'm pretty sure that there are going to be uh, there refreshments. Yeah, I thought there, there was food. Yeah. There might be refreshments. But I'm not um, sure about a full meal, but. Uh, we, be much well, music, it's not music, like Cornish game hens or anything. Much music and Although dance, that would really make it worth the much money. Much music and dancing and general revel, revelry. Uh, $20 in advance or 33 or th- I'm sorry, 30 at the door. We'll put up information on the website, and you can go look at it. Um, 
one of the things I want to point out is that uh, I can't remember, and I'm sorry, but I can't remember the name of the other band that we're playing with, but one of the bands playing there is called Traveler. And if you haven't heard Traveler yet, they're a fantastic, energetic, exciting um, uh, world music group. Imagine cross a world music group with Led Zeppelin, and that's kind of what you get. You've got a, a, a... Last time I saw him, bald lead singer with a long rat tail on the back, um, playing a violin and banging his head, and you've got a percussionist and a keyboard player and like a gypsy costume and a, a troop of uh, belly dancers that follow them everywhere. It's a really cool show. They're they're like a jam band on a world tip. Yeah, uh, yeah they, so they have a, a a certain amount of uh, like Grateful Dead vibe. Uh, but like, like I said, sort of a in, rusted in, root kind of thing too. And yeah, yeah, that's a rusted root is a, probably a better analogy than anything we've said so far. And you know what? Let me back up a little bit to bands on Grand on March 11th on Grand Avenue. Uh, it's happening at the Trunk Space, Perihelion, Fix, Paisley Violin, Four White Walls, Soul Invictus, Fat Cats, and the Paper Heart. Get more information on bandsongrand.com. Uh, bands that are playing there uh, include wow Haiku Road top billing what do you know um, Mini Bosses Necronauts Fatigo uh, Ten Dollar Outfit the Dead Hot Workshop is actually appearing at, our same, at the same venue where we are and this is the first also this this is the first of what is looking to shape up to be a Phoenix annual tradition so uh, be one of the cool soon kids. we'll have our own South by Southwest only better only better so so that's the music come here often there's a stain. You're a strange fellow. I think it might be time for the beer cast. I think it's time for the beer cast. Beer cast. But there's a there's a twist to, to this week's beer cast. And we don't mean a twist off. Ah, ah, no. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, we, I was given a six pack <laughs> of Crazy Ed's original Cave Creek chili beer. An Arizona original. It, it's beer with a chili pepper added, and there is a chili pepper floating in this beer. It looks like Corona with a homemade label with a green chili pepper floating inside. So due to the uh, controversial nature of said beverage, um, Eric is sick, so he's pussied out of it. No offense yeah, to so, so the two of us are, are drinking beers, but uh, neither of us l- is exactly leaping at the chance to drink this <laughs> beer. So uh, anyway, the result of this is that we're going to have to find some way to figure out which of us gets to drink the beer or has to drink the beer. And I, I think say. we're going to rock, rock, paper, scissors it here. It's called so. Rochambeau, isn't it? You were slow. Chris cheated. Rochambeau oh, is different. Is it? All right, let's try yeah, that again. It's, I don't think that includes the rock, paper, scissor. I'm turning away from Chris so that he can't see. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. His scissors cut your paper. I got paper. So he, so he lost twice in a row, once when I was being slow and watching him and once when I wasn't. So that so. means I don't get to drink it. No, that means you get to <laughs> Oh, good. Since you're the loser, you Thank get to God. drink the beer. You know what? The, what that beer what? would probably be really good to uh, uh, cook sausage in. Okay, when I open the chili beer... There's some carbonation that's bubbling on the pepper. Yeah. The, the top of the pepper is sticking out of the beverage, yet the carbonation is seeping out of the so recently pressurized pepper. <laughs> and then it has this uh, smell that wafts out of it, not to give wafting a bad name. but uh, It may actually be a fine beer. I don't know. Now, the question is, do I leave the chili in? I, I th- like it's small enough to uh, you could actually pull it out, leave in or take out. But I don't. Well, want to they had to get into the bottle somehow. Well, they could have grown it in the <clears throat> bottle. 
Not really. Okay, so he's... Are you going to remove the chili? Or I accidentally it? swallowed a big pepper. I don't think that'll happen. <laughs> I don't. I don't hear those words coming I've out of your mouth. Stranger Things when drinking beer. <laughs> um, we I don't we think know. We want, I don't think we really want to know details. Crazy Ed's Original Cave Creek Chili Beer. Beer with chili pepper added. Alcohol by volume four point two percent. Doesn't really say anything about what kind of beer it is. So, but it's Weird. brewed and bottled for Black Mountain Brewing Company. Okay. It's tourist beer. I'm going to drink it. Drink the tourist beer. <laughs> Judging by the look on your face, this is something that no one should ever drink. <laughs> he, he Somebody made... dropped a chili in my Heine- in my Corona. Somebody dropped a Corona in my chili. Is it actually spicy? It's, it's actually surprisingly spicy. Is it two great tastes that taste terrible together? <laughs> you know, this is going to clear out your sinuses there, Eric, actually. Try, give, give, her, give her a little sip. I would. You, you realize once I drink from this, no one else can. Oh, damn! Chris, you should try so, it first. So you, so you, so you didn't enjoy it much. Well, I like peppers. I like beer. You know, there are things I don't necessarily want to put in my mouth. You it's don't say. That, it's not that it's bad. I would tell you how the beer tastes, but the chili is actually so overpowering that you cannot taste it. That would be an issue. But here, I'll, I'll, I'll give a taste. That's surprisingly spicy, isn't it? Good heavens. I did not... I thought it would have a hint of pepper, but no, it's... It, 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 and it doesn't... As he said, it doesn't taste bad, but the flavor of the pepper is very overpowering. If you like chili peppers, this would be a very good beverage for you. I know a couple of people that love peppers to death and would love to die by drinking this beer. No, but would, would, <laughs> if, if you really like peppers, I say go for yeah, it. And you but, like spicy things. Well, here it goes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm totally lose my voice over this. <laughs> it, kinda, it definitely clears your sinuses, though. I can but feel it if, opening my ears. Yeah, if you like spicy things and you like the, the flavor of peppers, you will actually probably love this beer. What, what you need to have with this is... Um, a beer to wash it down. <laughs> well, I, I would say like a big, freshly baked uh, loaf of you know homemade bread. You know it would be even better? A nice... Fat, cool bowl of pico de gallo, that not spicy salsa that's just chunks of tomatoes and onions and uh, garlic and cilantro, a little bit of salt, a little bit of lime juice. I'll give you my recipe if you really want it. A badass at pico de gallo. All right, so moving on to my beer, which is probably not going to provoke quite as much conversation. By the way, the aptly named Nimbus. We are currently at 112 days without rain in Phoenix. Fuckers. Yes. This is the Nimbus Nimbus Pale Ale from the Nimbus Brewing Company of Arizona, and I am just flabbergasted that there is a beer from Arizona that Richard actually no, claims, I like as, that, I like claims the, as one of his favorite. So, Nimbus. Kilt lift, kilt what, what's the name kilt of the brewery there? Nimbus Brewing Company. Oh, Nimbus Brewing Company. And Nimbus Which is Pale Ale. Uh, actually... Isn't, they're, that, they're isn't in that a planet or a system in, in Star Trek Nimbus? Yes. Geek so, power so, off! So I'm going to taste it. It has a very um, interesting label... Yeah. That has, uh, and this is actually going to lead cleverly into something I think we're going to talk about later. But it has a uh, a picture of a monkey that could be an angel, or but is more probably something like Jesus, because there's a halo around the monkey's head uh, from which rays of green are are shining. And the, that makes uh, me want to kill somebody. And the monkey is holding up a beer, and uh, there are adoring angels or apostles or something gathered on either side of this monkey Jesus. 
All right, so let's taste this. Uh, it, my my impressions may be somewhat colored by the uh, <laughs> remnants of the chili beer. Thank God it washes away that chili. <laughs> that is very hoppy, isn't it? That, that's almost an IPA. It's so hoppy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I like about it. It's got a nice sweet flavor that makes it. Every every drink that you take yeah, remains a, interesting. You don't you it, can't ignore it, it, is it because every it. every sip that you take, you notice something different. It's a very complex flavor. It's got as you know, like I said, the very the very pronounced hops, but they're not especially bitter. They're mostly crisp. It's balanced enough that you you can enjoy the flavor of it. Like I said, and know, the and the and the, mal- and the malt is very. It's not as it's not as bready as like a fat tire or another Belgian style. But the malt is definitely there, supporting the flavor and giving a lot of giving a lot of character, like in the middle and on the back end. Well, it's quite definitive American pale ale as well. It doesn't have the kind of character you'd find in a, in a British. Right. No, it's uh, it's more. It is more. I, I, yeah, I don't know how to describe the flavor except more more American and less British. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing about an IPA. Is well, flavor, that flavorful is with a light body, I think, is it, what characterizes it. Hoppy yeah. and flavorful with a light I was body. Say, as, as hoppy as an IPA is, it's still an India pale ale. It still has a fundamentally British flavor to it, and this mm-hmm. doesn't. And actually, this is this is doing a, a good job of of carrying away <laughs> the lingering capsaicin that was on my. Uh, on my tongue and at the back of my throat. So. Yes, which actually, any time you have spicy foods, a, a perfect companion to a spicy food, like if you have a nice uh, peppered steak with a mustard sauce, which again I'll give you the recipe for, it'll blow your socks off. Um, a nice pale ale. Blow your socks. Off. I, I don't think my socks off. are what I was seeking to have blown, but well, yeah. Anyway, moving swiftly onward. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you, what were you saying about if well, you with, have a with, nice with, with spicy foods? Make sure to get a nice hoppy pale beer. To uh, not only complement the flavor, but also to to clear your palate. Yeah, see, I, I'd always heard that that alcohol was uh, actually very poor at removing spiciness from your mouth. But I think that I think they're talking about uh, strong liquors because this right. beer is doing a fantastic job. And I don't know what it is about the beer that does it, but uh, well, I, hi- I highly recommend a good pale ale. My take on this chili beer, and keep in mind mm-hmm. this is someone its taste buds are. Fairly shot from being Nicola. sick, and uh, it, it's definitely uh, doing something to my ears. So, yeah. Richard, I hope you have a Q-tip or two because, it's, <laughs> and pretty soon there's going to be some weird liquid Discharge. oozing out of my ears. Uh, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Ra- Rachel Maddow was talking about uh, on her show. She has a segment in her show called Doc- "Ask Doctor Maddow" because she's actually uh, she has a doctorate in political science from Oxford. So anyway, people write in with all sorts of questions, and somebody was actually asking the, the question they asked on Monday. Did was, they ask about a strange rash on their inner thigh? The milky no. discharge from their ears? No, they did ask <laughs> why it was that peppers seem hot. Are they actually creating heat in the mouth, or is it some olfactory illusion? And she actually did research and found that the capsaicin in peppers actually activates the nerve receptors in your tongue that respond to actual heat. 
So it tricks your brain into actually thinking that your tongue is on fire. The other thing, the other thing, which is why you start sweating and things. The other that that's interesting. The other thing I know that uh, you kind of easily dismiss that. Oh well, well, I didn't mean to cut you off, but that is interesting. And things like let listen to Richard talk now. As things and things like mint and menthol and and those actually work on the nerve receptors for cold in your tongue, so Hmm. they fool your tongue into thinking that it's freezing. I didn't know that, but I heard a similar study uh, on an NPR show several weeks back on Science Friday, Talk of the Nation, regarding the fact that peppers and garlic and onion uh, actually activate pain receptors. And part of the flavor that you have is the, that sense of the pain. pain that you I, feel I had, when you I'd eat. Heard, I'd heard that, actually. Yeah, I thought that was just, very interesting. Odd. It's a good Considering how much I, I love I, garlic bread. It's so painful. Considering <laughs> how much I love onions and garlic. So, Darling, you're cooking it. It tastes like pain. <laughs> it tastes like burning. It tastes like burning. <laughs> I mean, uh, we just why did it take us so long to come up with that after drinking chili beer for I, God's I, sake? I, because <laughs> because we said it tastes like burning at least once in it each of the first three or four. <laughs> at, l- at least once in every one of the first three or four podcasts. Yeah, yeah probably. So one of the it, best it, Ralph Wiggum lines on. ever. It tastes like burning. Mm-hmm. It was. Hey, I'm gonna pee. If wasn't not, if not the best Ralph Wiggum line. Wasn't, wasn't that the, uh, wasn't that the uh, poison, what, poison berries from the Lord of the Flies episode? I don't even remember. To be honest with you, I just remembered that Ralph Wiggum voice. It, it tastes it like was, burning. It, it was the poison berries from, from the Lord of the Flies episode. And I was just watching a cartoon. Man, this is weirding me out. Maybe I dreamed it. There was some cartoon where the person who does the voice of Ralph, Ralph Wiggum was doing a voice of a different cartoon character. And it just seemed so wrong because it was Ralphie Wiggum. <laughs> yeah, you probably dreamed it. Maybe it was a dream. Who knows what kind of dreams I've been having. Does medication. Or Last or night... was one of those really tripped out Simpsons episodes. Last night I, uh, I took some nighttime cold generic capsules things. No, they weren't capsules. They were just pills. And and like two hours... No, like two hours later I woke up and I felt like it wasn't doing anything, so I drank some kind of Robitussin that's supposed to be specifically for allergies. I I don't really know what that means. Um, So I, I had a good dosage of that and I was loopy before I even got back into bed makes you laugh yeah that's a, but it's weird it's, it's small I was staggering like I was drunk but uh, I had my wits about you at all just ask Eric Eric go ask Eric because I was when he's just small I was just small exactly no I was stumbling around but I wasn't even... I I was stumbling like I was drunk, but I wasn't actually drunk. I had my wits about me. So so that was my uh, uh, drug adventure for... Your, your, Ill, your illness adventure. You, yeah. always, you always have these little trippy drug adventures when you're sick. You, you know, I never think to try these things when I'm perfectly healthy. 
So let me tell you a little story about a cartoon. It's perfectly legal. Yeah, this is something Richard's kind of been on a terror about, so this he wants is, to share it with you. This is my little rant. Please note that the rants may contain information regarding events, dates, times, and participants which may be inaccurate, misremembered, misrepresented, or simply fabricated. Thank you. There was a cartoon. And now, a commentary from Richard Moore. Ah... And now the rant. brought to you by the letter O. Now, if you start oh. talking about if you start talking about rants, people might equate this to something along the lines of Dennis Miller. I can remember when Dennis Miller was back in Paul Brown. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Now he's a Mashugala. Now he's now he's like a, a one of Bush's butt boys. Hey, so. The important thing is, man, he can't tell Anjuelo what to think. I, I think Richard is now going to opine. So, there was this little editorial cartoon published in a Danish newspaper. This cartoon portrayed the Prophet Muhammad with a bomb in his turban. This cartoon was published, this cartoon faded away, and very few people said or did anything about it. Someone involved with the Muslim church in Daneland... Daneland, you mean Denmark? Denmark, that's the one took this cartoon, accompanied it with four others that were not ever published, that were even more reprehensible and insulting, and mailed them out to people to say, aren't you outraged that these were published in a, news- in a newspaper? And suddenly a whole bunch of people started having demonstrations, saying, hey, this is wrong, yada, yada, yada. Then some pig-headed newspaper editor refuses to apologize, citing freedom of speech and blah, 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 not realizing that what he wasn't apologizing for was something that he hadn't actually published. Now, he should have just fucking apologized. They shouldn't have printed it in the first place. Some people protested. Problem solved. Welcome to a free society. Then there were the other newspapers in Europe that republished. The editorial itself, now hold on, the editorial itself and the, the purpose of the comic was to piss people off. They didn't do it as part of a discussion about, say, uh, radical Islamists using violence to put their religion forward. No, it, it wasn't to make a point. The only point they were trying to do was piss people off. So what? So it's just... You're saying they don't dumb. have a right to do no, that? No, they have a right. It's just stupid. You know what's going to happen. If I put out, for example, if I get paid by the city of New York to do a portrait of Jesus, and I make a pile of elephant dung and put it in the Museum of Modern Art, do I think it's going to stay there? No, it's going to piss people off. And what happened in New York? They pulled it. They didn't pay the guy for it. They pulled it out of the museum. People were mad about it. That's how a free society works. That's the exact same thing that should have happened and did happen in Denmark. Then, people across the world, different churches, different people, I don't care who, took it up as an issue. Now, you've heard about this. Did you know that the the cartoons were published, I think it was August of last year? Well, yeah, it didn't actually become as much of an... It was starting to become an issue... And then various newspapers throughout Europe, particularly in Germany, mm-hmm. reprinted the cartoons, or in the case of the others, printed the cartoons right, right. Uh, in solidarity with the Danish newspaper. And uh, that actually was the spark that lit the uh, fresh and dry tinder. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And now, now there, there's a prohibition against portraying the prophet for the purposes of avoiding idolatry. Personally, I don't think this was idolatry. 
nor do I think that the Danish government is responsible. The Danish government shouldn't even, even be though asked the Dan- to even apologize. Even though the Danish government has apologized, although their apology was more along the lines of, we can't control we, this, our this, this is regrettable, but we have a free press in this society, and the newspaper is allowed to, they're the ones responsible, and we can't really apologize for them. Mm-hmm. As a prominent... So it was a non-apology apology. Absolutely. Well, yeah, as, as a prominent... Uh, uh, Muslim, I can't remember who, I'm sorry, I heard her on NPR today, said, you know, part of living in a free society and the right of freedom of expression is the right to be offended. And one reserves that right. And ironically, the, these people are rioting and killing people and torching buildings uh, against this uh, regrettable free expression. And yet, they're the same people who have... Uh, uh, tried to have violent demonstrations before under the guise of freedom of expression. And yes, there's a double it, it standard. Is a, it is a strange irony. There's a double standard in Europe where you cannot where in French public schools, they don't allow the wearing. It, it, it's bad enough in itself, and I, I, I don't Absolutely. necessarily agree. In, fr- in, French, in French public schools, they do not allow the wearing of religious uh, of any particularly religious headdresses, but I think it, it goes. I think it applies to any uh, like outward, like outward sartorial manifestation of religion. Well, which which, which is utterly reprehensible. I, I say everybody in that school system should put on a yarmulke or a turban and go to freaking school and see what happens. Are they going to arrest the kids with the yarmulke? It's like Cindy Sheehan going to the State of the Union address with a t-shirt showing the number of American service personnel killed in, in the Iraq war gets jailed for a number of hours, taken away in handcuffs, while a woman with a Support the Troops t-shirt is highly touted as being removed from the assembly because she had a shirt that said Support Our Troops. Actually, uh, but the gen- problem generally, is generally that, speaking, that Cindy Sheehan was taken were- away in handcuffs and put into prison while this woman was asked nicely to leave. Uh, she wasn't asked very nicely to leave, but she didn't go um, to prison. I think, I, that's a big I, I think generally, uh, most people who saw that happen were were justly offended on both counts. And Cindy Sheehan was released, and the Capitol Police did issue a rather profuse apology to both of them. Well, that's a very clever way to stifle free expression, isn't it? You have your free speech zones. You can go protest over there when no one will see you. You protest on our terms. Protest? No, it's acquiescence. Yeah. Well, that's no excuse for people to kill other people. Certainly not. The, the overlying thing is... It's a fucking cartoon. As, as far as I'm concerned is um, killing people, destroying property. These are things that are unacceptable. Saying whatever you want to say... No matter where you are in the world, should be allowed. Having a protest, etc., etc. Sure, wear what you want. Don't kill people. You know, I mean, like that's I said, the, that's, that's the, the message, the overlying message of, of, of Hiking Road people. this evening. Don't kill people. Don't destroy their property. And it's I will, real, I, to, right now, don't today, harm people. I will, I will speak for the prophet and Jesus and not just Jesus, but Jesus and Baha'u'llah, Martin Luther King. And Junior. and Baha'u'llah, Kennedy. I don't know who Kennedy is. And the fo- Shiva, the founder of the Baha'i faith. In this case, for this reason, do not kill people. Thank you. I, I'm I'm done channeling now. Yeah. Right. Well, <sighs> deep breath now. Yeah, that um, was that was kind of weird. 
because I, I don't think we said anything that most people don't already agree with. Yeah. No, but. no, really not. Uh, and I, I think we've probably I just wanted to get it out. That's I think we've gone on longer than we intended. To. It's not really midnight, is it? No, it's ten o'clock. Oh, I see. Yeah, I couldn't see backwards. this hand. I think we've we've gone on longer than we intended, but still shorter than most of our roadcasts. So we'll uh, we'll let you return to your sordid little lives now. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Psychiatric evaluation.